Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensa, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensa is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. Our Heavenly Father, we want to give you unqualified thanks for the grace, the traveling mercies, the background preparation, the peace and stability in the country, the opportunity, the life to begin this annual retreat for 2021. Lord, as we begin, we ask that your presence will go with us. Your strength will move with us. Your anointing will overcome us. And your truth will pierce our hearts. Conviction will be given to us so that we will leave this place knowing that we have met you. In Jesus' name, Amen. For this evening, I want to introduce our topic by addressing three big issues. Number one, the claims of Jesus Christ. Number two, the importance of world evangelism. And number three, the meaning of our union with Christ. Why are Christians so crazy about Jesus Christ? Why is the rest of the world so angry with Christians? What is so special about Jesus that the early church died for him. It is because of the things Jesus said about himself. At least three times, Jesus claimed to be equal with God. In John chapter 5, verse 17 and 18, when he healed a paralytic 38 years paralyzed, the Jews were 
that the man carried his bed on the Sabbath day. And they challenged him. And when the man said, Jesus told me to do it, they spoke with Jesus. And Jesus said, my father is working till today. And I am also working because my father is working. And the Jews understood him. The way he called God his own father, he was making himself equal to God. So they decided to kill him for it. John chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him. Because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. He said God was his father, making himself equal with God. And they wanted to kill him because of blasphemy. Do you know Jesus' response? He said something which was worse than that. In John 5, 22 and 23, he said that the father you call God, he doesn't judge anybody. He has given all judgment into my hands. I the son. So that all people should respect and honor me just as they respect and honor God. John chapter 5 verses 22 and 23. The father, in fact, Judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. Did you hear that? Why shouldn't we, Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, Juju men, why shouldn't they be angry with Jesus? Because he's saying, I, Jesus, will judge every Buddhist. I will judge every Muslim. I will judge every Hindu. I will judge every Zoroastrian. I am the one who is going to judge every Juju man. Jesus is saying that I will judge every guru, every human being. I will judge the person. It's not the Father. It's me. The Father has given all judgment into my hands. So that all people will honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. All people, all people, all people should respect the Son, Jesus, just as they honor and respect the Father. This is the claim of Jesus. Anyone who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. In John chapter 8, he even went further. He told the Jews that anybody who believes in me will never die. And he said, Stop that. You, this small boy. What are you saying? And he told the people that, oh, Abraham saw my days and was happy. And they said, ah! You are not yet 50 years old. And you saw Abraham. Then he said, before Abraham was, I am. We are in John chapter 8. Just read 58 and 59. And they immediately took stones to stone him. 
John chapter 8, verses 58 and 59. Jesus said to them, I assure you, before Abraham was, I am. I assure you, I'm telling you the fact. Before Abraham was, he didn't say before Abraham was, I was. If he says before Abraham was, I was, it means I have a beginning. Just that I came earlier than Abraham. He didn't say that. He said, before Abraham was, I am. And the Jews knew that that name, I am, is God's name. Exodus 3.14. God told Abraham at the burning bush, I am that I am. My name is I am. Go and tell people I am. I have no beginning, I have no end. I am. And Jesus is saying, before Abraham was, I am. What I'm saying is that, Jesus, either you kneel down and worship him, or you stone him and kill him. Either he's a madman, deceiving himself, or he's Satan, deceiving the whole world. Or he's telling the truth. You just have to. Jesus has not given any human being the right to think you are his co-equal. You either worship him, or you kill him. Full stop. God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Exodus 3.14 Yes. Now, in John chapter 10, he told them that I and the Father are one. And they took those to kill him again. What? And he asked them, what's your problem? I have done many miracles. Why do you want to kill me? And they said, because of blasphemy, you a man, you are making yourself God. Let's read it. John 10. We are reading from verse 10. Let's read. We can't read all the way to verse 35, but if you are making notes, you can put 35 there. Let's read 30. If we get to 33, we can be satisfied. John chapter 10, verse 30. The Father and I are one. He said the Father and I, are, we are one. God the Father, who created heaven and earth, the sea, the universe, everything. I and him, we are one. Again, the Jews picked up rocks to stone him. You see, the, the, the Jews understood. They picked up rocks, stones. To stone him. Yes. I have shown you many good works from the Father. Which of these works are you stoning me for? We aren't stoning you for a good work, the Jews answered, but for blasphemy. Because you, being a man, make yourself God. Yes! Elijah, he brought fire from heaven, he brought rain from heaven. He never said, I was, I am God. Moses, he led them through the Red Sea. Rock gave water for millions to drink. And quails fell for one month for people to eat. He never said, I am God. So, we are not stoning you because of your miracles. We are stoning you because you are claiming to be God. You know, Muslims and other religions, they say, we Christians, we are just holding Jesus and worshipping him when he's just a messenger. 
Jesus never claimed to be just a messenger. He said, I am God. I am equal to God. And the people who heard him at that time understood him. That's why they took stones and said that it's not because of your miracles we want to stone you. We have seen a lot of people working miracles, prophets working miracles in Israel. None of them is talking like you. Hallelujah. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35 that the words I'm speaking to you Heaven and earth will pass away. But the words I'm speaking, they will never pass away. My words are stronger than electricity. My words are stronger than the law of gravity. My words are tougher than the law of hydrodynamics. My words are more powerful than heaven and earth. Heaven and earth will pass away. But the words I'm speaking, the words I am, I, Jesus, I'm speaking, they will stay forever. Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away. My words will never pass away. Ha. Ah. Look. These are just a few of the things Jesus claimed. He said in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Anybody who follows me will never walk in darkness. He said in John 11, 25 and 26, I am the resurrection and the life. Anybody who believes in me, you will never die. Even if you die, I'll raise you up. He said in John chapter 6, verse 35, I am the bread of life. If you eat me, you believe in me, you will never be thirsty. You will never be hungry. Jesus said in John 14, 8 to 9, He said anybody who has seen me has seen God the Father. You don't need to worry to go and see God. When you see me, you have seen God. When you see me, you meet me, you have met God. These are the claims of Jesus. In fact, the whole of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, 7, till today when you sit down and read it, you shake. Because God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses on Mount Sinai. Words spoken and written on table of stone by God himself. Jesus came and said, you have heard that it was said. You shall not commit adultery. But I have power to change that. I am saying to you that if you look at a woman to last after her in your heart, you have committed adultery already. That's what I am saying. You have heard that it's in the Ten Commandments. You shall not kill. I say to you, if you are angry with your brother without a cause, it's equal to killing the person. You see, Jesus was not crucified because of his sermons. He was crucified because of who he claimed to be. So even on the cross, they said, Jesus Nazareth, King of the Jews. Because he claimed to be the Messiah. Are you with me? I want to tell CDM. I want to tell every church, every Christian organization, if you go around the world trying to spread your church or CDM, you will fail. If you go around the world trying to spread Jesus, breakthrough will come. 
You will heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast demons. You will see that the multitudes will follow Jesus because the claims of Jesus, they are the reason why we are here. He said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. No, there is no way any religion, any human being, anywhere in the world can quote God the Father except you pass through me. This is the claim of Jesus. This is the claim of Jesus. This is the claim of Jesus. He said in John 14, 1 to 3. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. When I finish, I will come back and take you to be with me. So that where I am, there you may be also. Christianity is Jesus. You see, Islam can go without Muhammad. Because he is still in the grave. You see? Okonfanochi is still in the grave. But Jesus is the reason for Christianity. When you die, you meet Jesus. When you rise up, you meet Jesus. I go to prepare a place for you. When I finish, I'll come and take you. Go and be with me. Hallelujah. The heaven we are calling is the heaven where Jesus has prepared to take you. This is why no Buddhist, no Hindu, no Muslim, as a Muslim, as a Hindu, as a Buddhist, can ever get to heaven. Because he says, I go to prepare a place for you. When I finish, I will take you to be with me. Therefore, if you believe in any other person than Jesus, where are you going to stay? Find your place. What I am saying this evening is that when Jesus rose from the dead in Matthew chapter 28 verse 18, he said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. If there is any challenger, let them get up. If there is any challenger in the world you say all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Let them get up. The critics of Christianity go about and try to give the impression that Christians, they are just big mouth. And they only say their religion is the good one. But there are other religions too which are equally powerful. They equally have good holy books Look, if any religion is true apart from Christianity, we need to burn the Bible because they have deceived us. That's it. Christianity and Jesus does not make allowance for any other road of salvation except Jesus. And I open the retreat with this. 
Because sometimes, when organizations become big, they get a funny idea that God wants to spread Roman Catholic, to spread Lighthouse. God wants to spread church. It's a joke. The God of heaven is only interested in one person. In one person. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, at the Moses and Elijah, who refused to die and went to heaven alive, they appeared with Jesus and they were in glory. They were in glory. And Peter was confused. You see, Matthew chapter 16, Jesus asked them, who do you say the son of man is? And all of them were giving funny answers. And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of man. And Jesus said, ah! Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. It's my father in heaven. That's Matthew 16. But Matthew 17, when he saw Moses, who gave the first five books of Moses in glory. And he saw Elijah in glory. And they were with Jesus. He was confused. He said, okay, okay. It's true. I said, you are the Christ. But let's build three chapels. One for Elijah. One for Moses. And one for you. Because I see that Bibi baby. You see, that these guys too are very powerful. And uh, I think the way things are going, it's not you alone who should take all. You must divide it into three. Then the Bible says, a cloud overshadowed them. And the voice of God boomed. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Let's read just the verse 5. While he was still speaking, Suddenly a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son. I take delight in him. Listen to him. I know there's Moses. I know there's Elijah. But this, this is my beloved son in whom I delight. I'm well pleased. Listen to him. 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 If there were any other way to heaven, apart from Jesus, we should go home. You have no business troubling any Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, Juju man to change. We have no business. They are also enjoying their religion. You to enjoy your religion and keep quiet. Is that your business? Somebody says, I want to worship idols all my life. Is that your business? So why do you trouble them? We are here because the followers of Jesus heard him right. In Acts chapter 4 verse 12, Peter said, There is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name given among men whereby we should be saved except the name of Jesus. And in 1 John chapter 5 verses 11 and 12, John the apostle said that. This is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. But this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God 
does not have life. You see, even if that were just it, I will keep quiet. But John 3.36 says that anybody who doesn't believe in Jesus, the anger of God is on your head every day. Let's read John 3.36. John chapter 3, we are reading verse 36 at this time. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life. But the one who refuses to believe in the Son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him. The wrath, the anger of God is on everyone who doesn't believe Jesus. As you go about, the anger of God is on your head like, like a big cloud. God is angry with you because you have not believed on his son, Jesus. This is the point. Now, brothers and sisters, my desire is to persuade you that the heartbeat of God is that everybody should hear about Jesus. They should hear the claims of Jesus. And sinners should change. If they hear and they won't change, it's okay. The blood is on their head. But if they don't hear, then the church must pay with blood for those people. You see? And we say it is the heartbeat of God. Because in Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 23 and later 32, God says, do I have any pleasure in the death of wicked people? I'm not interested. When wicked people die, it doesn't make me happy. Let's read the verse 23. Ezekiel 18, 23. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 23. Do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked? You know, this is why I'm saying we should be careful. Did you hear that? This is Old Testament. God says, do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked? You know, these days, I don't know what has happened to God's church. Pastors, elders, small, small, spiritual giants in the churches. Say, your mother is a witch. In the name of Jesus, fire and thunder. Die! Die! The third day you hear the old woman has died. You say, do you see? You see, you, you, you are demonstrating you don't know God. You don't understand the God of heaven. He says, do I have any pleasure in the death of wicked people? Do I have any joy when wicked people die? I'm not like you. I'm not like you. You see, only you think that, that your uncle should die early so that you will be free. Free from what? This is the declaration of the Lord God. Instead, don't I take pleasure when he turns from his ways and lives. There is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 church members who don't need that repentance. This is the scripture. Father of the prodigal. You see, Many of us, we don't have the heart of God. We have the heart of Satan. 
Because when a wicked man dies, he goes straight to Satan and to hell. God says, I'm not interested. Satan says, yes, he should die now. So that I can get him forever. And you are helping Satan. You see? You are help- Every Christian who delights in the death of sinners, you are a, a, a bosom friend of the devil. This is the heart of the Father. In Acts 17, 30, 31, the Bible says the times of ignorance God has overlooked. But now, He commands all men everywhere, all men everywhere to repent because He has appointed a day on which He is going to judge the whole world by the standards of one man. And He has given proof of this to all the world by raising Him from the dead. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, He says that God is not slow about bringing this world to an end. If I were God, the way lesbians, gay, homosexuals, and the way they are making this world basa, I would have finished, you know, just destroyed this world. But the Bible says God is being patient towards us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Let's read the Second Peter 3, 9. You need to read it to believe it. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. The Lord does not delay His promise, as some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish. 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 This is the heart of your father. But all to come to repentance. All to come to repentance. This is the heart of your father. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 says, God wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Yes. Who wants everyone to be saved Yes. and to come to the knowledge of the truth. God wants everyone to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. When I was a younger preacher, I wasn't very patient with uh, uh, Christians who don't care about evangelism. And I used to tell them that if you are a Christian and you don't feel for lost souls, you have witchcraft. You say, how do I know? Because of Luke 16 from verse 19 to 31. In Luke 16, 19 to 31, we see the wicked rich man of Lazarus when he was in torment. He was with Abraham sent people to his father's house. You know, let's take it from verse 26. And he, he wanted, you know, he wanted somebody to go to his father's house and talk to his looks 16, 26. Let's all read it. Go. Besides, Besides all this, a great, great kingdom has been fixed between us and you, 
So that and those, those who, who want to pass over from here to you cannot. Neither that can those from there cross over to us. us. Yes. Father, he said. Father, he said. Then, then I beg you. I beg you. To I beg you to send him, him to, to my, my father's house. My father's house. Because I have five brothers. I have five brothers. To warn them. Look, bad, wicked person in fire has a heart for his five brothers in his father's house. You say you are born again. You speak in tongues. You don't feel for unbelievers. You have witchcraft. You have witchcraft. You have witchcraft. To warn them so they won't also come to this place of torment. Yes! They should go and warn wicked people. Whenever you pass through the cemetery, ghosts are talking. They are begging Christians. <laughs> my father's house. My sister. <laughs> the way my brothers are living. I know. Oh, father. Oh, Abraham. Please send somebody. Oh. Then the Christian will pass through the cemetery. <laughs> and pass. And go. And you don't feel anything for unbelievers. You are so busy. About what? You see? Is there not something wrong with the church today? You don't need to. You have heard his voice. And not only that, there are people who are genuinely hungry, searching for God. You see? Acts 16. It's interesting that this is Luke 16 and that one is Acts 16. Acts 16 verse 9 and 10 said, In the night, Paul had a vision. He saw a man of Macedonia begging him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. We need help. Come over to Macedonia and help us. So Acts 16 verse 9. During the night, a vision appeared to Paul, a Macedonian man, was standing and pleading with him, cross over to Macedonia and help us. You see, there are people like Cornelius. He was already searching for God, fasting, praying, giving alms, already searching for God. He just wanted somebody to tell him about Jesus. That's all. Look at Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8. He went to Jerusalem from Ethiopia, 1,100 miles, in his own chariot. He had his own Bible. And he went, but nobody preached to him. So he was coming back from Jerusalem, the center of eternal life. And the Holy Spirit said, this one, they are to go like this. Philip, quick, go. This desert between Jerusalem and Gaza and cross this man and tell him about Jesus. The man himself was already reading the Bible. How many of us read the Bible when you are in Trotro? He's in his chariot already reading his Bible. So he told Philip that how can I understand if nobody explains to me? Come, come. And he said, see here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? People are hungry, people are thirsty, at work, at school, in the market, in the office. People are searching for Jesus, people are suffering, 
People are committing suicide. Oh. People, people are, are being deceived by false prophets and false prophetesses. Oh. People, ow, ow, ow. If you were to be sitting in God's seat and see how many people are going to hell forever, every day, you will change your lifestyle. That you're saying, I don't have time, I don't have time, will stop. Because all of us have 24 days. The president of America and the prisoner in Sawan prison. We all have 24 hours. So if you say, I don't have time, you are not, you are not asking God to increase to 25 hours. What you are saying is that, I don't think my time is, I, I can spend my precious time preaching to people. I don't have time. I don't have time. You see, it's a priority issue. It's a heart issue. You don't have time. Yes, you don't have time. Yes. If God were to give you today 30 hours for your day, you will still not have time. The problem is not time. It's your heart. You see? And allow me to close this session by explaining to you that whenever anybody dies goes to hell God asks somebody when in Abel God asked Cain where is your let's read it Genesis chapter 4 well verse talks about what he did but Let's read verse 9 and verse 10. Genesis chapter 4, 9 and 10. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why is your brother Abel? Many times, <laughs> you know, I don't know where we got this idea from. It must be from Satan. Many times, when people die, the average Christian feels it's not my case. When you are in a compound house and somebody dies, when the police come to the house, do they come and ask me? Who do they ask? The people in the compound house. Everybody who dies in this generation and goes to hell, this generation will pay for it. Do you understand? God will not ask you to pay for the generation before you. Because it's your bad, you, you were not born. The people who are going to live after you die, God won't ask you about them. Because, but God asked him, where is your brother? Where is your brother? I don't know. Where inside. is your sister? Where is your uncle? Where is your friend, you buy bread from that woman every day. And when you are going to the market, you tell people, don't buy from this woman. Don't buy, this woman's bread is the best. You buy bread from her every day. When she goes to hell and you are a born again Christian, even if it were I, I would say, God, put me in hell. I agree. But I will turn to you. Say, you. So all the time you were buying my bread, 
you knew I was going here. And you wouldn't tell me. Yo, go to your heaven. Go and enjoy. I'm also going to hell. That's what they will say to you on that day. You were buying tomatoes from them. Yes, you were in class with them. Eh? You were sitting the same with them. You knew they were going to hell. And you were going to heaven. Where is your brother? Where is your brother? You see? So, what, what did God... What did? Okay. I don't know, he replied. That's Am I it. my brother's guardian? Did you, did you hear that? This is a spirit of Cain. Some people are in the church with a spirit of Cain. I'm my brother's keeper. I'm my sister's keeper. So what? I don't care. I don't mind. I don't know. That day, do it before God. Go and do it there. You don't care. You don't know. Listen to what God told him. Then he said, What have you done? Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. People die. They are not When people die, they are not dead. Your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. Dead people talk. Their blood talks. All the Christians who have come in contact with you and never spoke to you, you will pay for it. You say, why am I saying that? Let's read it. We are going to finish it. Let's read Ezekiel. We are reading chapter 3 from 17 to 19. And those of you who are recording, you can put down chapter 33, 7 to 9. Ezekiel 3. Yes. Let's read it. Son of man, I have made you a watchman over the house of Israel. Yes. When you hear a word from my mouth, give them a warning from me. If I say to the wicked person, you will surely die. But you do not warn him. You don't speak out to warn him about the wicked way in order to save his life. That wicked person will die for his iniquity. Yet, I will hold you responsible for his blood. Shall we rise up? My intention is not to make you sad. My intention is to make you think like God is thinking. To feel what God is feeling. And to see things from God's eyes. So that as a Christian, for the rest of your life, your heart will be like the heart of God. And this evening, we have been looking at the claims of Jesus. The claims of Jesus are such that if you get to anybody, you don't need to struggle. Just tell him that the person I'm talking about says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. My words, you just tell him that these are the things Jesus claims. It's left to you. You want I when I heard it, I accepted it. I bowed to him. Till today, I'm kneeling to him. Uh, it's left to you. You tell him that if he agrees, he follows you. If he doesn't like it, 
That's his. You can't for it again. You are free. Thank you. So, please, I want you to pray. I want your prayer to be directions. I want you to pray that the claims of Jesus will be on your mouth. That wherever you go, you tell people that the man I am following has said this, this, this. And he rose from the dead to prove it. This is why I am following him. And secondly, tell your friends. Tell the people around you. Tell them about him. Tell them about Jesus. Let your heart feel for those who are going. These are the two things I want you to pray about this evening. As we begin the annual retreat. Follow JFK Mensa Ministries on Facebook and YouTube. And invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensaministries.org. God bless you.